Good morning, everyone. We um, thought some time ago, why can't this church establish a yearly event where we have a Christmas program from our own church? We've got a number of people here who like music and play music and of all kinds of varieties and types, and I thought, well, let's just do this, and why don't we establish this as a, a yearly event the week before Christmas? Everybody in favor? <laughs> okay. All right. This morning, we um, really thank everybody that agreed to participate here, and we're going to start with, um, with Silent Night, you know, one of the great hymns of all the ages, and I was thinking earlier as you read through Matthew and Luke and the description of, um, of the events of the birth of Jesus, this hymn just seems to fit. It's certainly inspired, and it almost seems, almost seems scriptural. Um, so what we're going to do this morning, we're going to start with Silent Night, and we will end with Silent Night. Okay. So our first part of our program, then, is Silent Night, we have some wonderful people participating in this.
When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. The Savior's coming was foretold in Eden. When Adam and Eve first heard the promise, they looked for its speedy fulfillment. They joyfully welcomed their firstborn son, hoping that he was the promised deliverer. For those, <clears throat> those who first heard the promise died without fulfillment. From the days of Enoch, the promise was repeated through the patriarchs and the prophets, keeping alive the hope of his appearing. But like the stars in the vast circuit of their appointed path, God's purpose knows no haste and no delay. Desire of Ages. Now Vicki will sing, What Child Is This? So you guys are going to have to bear with me. This is the first time I have sang in seven years, and I'm terrified, and it sounds horrible. <laughs> Contrary to what Vicki said, it was beautiful, Vicki. The plan of our redemption was not an afterthought. It was a revelation of the mystery which hath been kept in silence throughout times eternal, Romans 16.25. It was an unfolding of the principles of God's government 
from the eternal ages that have been the foundation of his throne. God did not ordain that sin should exist, but he foresaw its existence. From eternity he planned to give his son if sin would occur, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16 I'd like to invite you to turn in your hymnals to page 120. And uh, Roland will lead us in the song. There's a song in the air. Do you believe God created humor? He gave, us, he gave us all emotions and sadness and happiness and joy. I, I just have to share this with you. I, it just came to me here. We were at a meeting once in a large auditorium and there was music playing and a man was up playing his trumpet and his music stand suddenly the music just went down about two feet off the floor and he took that thing and he put it back up there and started playing again and here it did this again. And I happened to know the individual. He was, with all the kindness I can say, he was very hot-headed and very angry-prone, explosive. He grabbed that music stand and walked off the platform. So <laughs> That's not going to happen here. Okay. Um, let us shut out the world this morning and imagine ourselves on that moonlit night when the greatest event in human history took place that holy night, holy night. It was to people that unex were, unex were not expecting it. And I'm going back to this theme of God's surprises. This was one of the greatest surprises in the history of the universe. And those lowly shepherds suddenly heard Music from heaven, music from heaven, and they, they were 
The hillside was suddenly bright and alight with light from heaven. It was a holy night, a holy night.
Good morning, everybody. Um, I'd like to personally thank all the musicians that are coming up and putting themselves out. I mean, this is, um, they're helping us celebrate a, uh, a season that I wish I could play music or sing or anything. I can talk. Anyways, the name of Bethlehem is a small village. There is no town on earth or in history that is quite the same. Excuse me. Um, century after century had come and gone, and finally the night had arrived. But the very religious people who should have known were blind and deaf to the greatest event in history. The very religious leaders of the people, the descendants of David and all the prophets were asleep and missed the concert of angels from heaven's sky. O little town of Bethlehem, please go back in time. Imagine yourself there that night as Sarah brings you that song. Throughout scripture, angels have been prominent from Genesis to Revelation. Angels. There are statements in scripture that give us great, great courage. Such as, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them who shall be heirs of salvation? What a verse, what words to give us comfort and courage. We have a guest today who will play Angels from the Realms of Glory. Lolabelle has come to grace our presence today. Thank you.
Joy to the world. Yes, every Christian strives to understand how we can have joy when we live in this world of sin. In this great battle between Christ and Satan, there is eternal consequences for each one of us. The battle rages on in the world and within our hearts and minds. We know that we have promises of God in Scripture. We know that God's grace is greater than our sin. Be my feelings what they will, Jesus is my Savior still. This gives us great hope and assurance of our salvation so that we may be joyful as we look to the coming of our Redeemer. Listen now as Roland and Sylvia bring us joy to the world. And church, you're invited to open to hymn number 125 and follow along. wise men had seen a mysterious light in the heavens upon that night when the glory of God flooded the hills of Bethlehem. As the light faded, a luminous star appeared and lingered in the sky. It was not a fixed star nor a planet, and the phenomenon excited the keenest interest. That star was a distant company of shining angels, but of this the wise men were ignorant. Yet they were impressed that the star was, was of special import to them. When they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary as mother and fell down and worshipped him. Beneath the lowly guise of Jesus, they recognized the presence of divinity. They gave their hearts to him as their savior, and then poured out their gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Uh, please turn to 124 in your hymnals. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus, when he said, except ye become as little children, you will not enter my kingdom. I mentioned we were going to um, start with Silent Night and end with Silent Night. I have a letter here from Jesus to us. If you look for me at Christmas, you won't need a special star. I'm no longer just in Bethlehem. I'm right where you are. You perhaps will find me in a homeless person. You'll find me in a widow. You'll find me in somebody who just lost their job. You'll find me and somebody that may have just lost their house. You'll find me in a soldier, a Marine on the battlefield. I'm always there. You may not be aware of me amid the celebrations. You'll have to look beyond the stars and the decorations. But if you take a moment from your list of things to do and listen to your heart, you'll find I'm waiting there for you because you see when I created you I planted in your heart and mind a desire for you to know me you're the one I want to be with you're the reason that I came and you'll find me in the stillness as I'm whispering your name it's signed love Jesus In December of 1818, high in the Austrian Alps, two very ordinary men were about to make history. Father Joseph Moore, a 26-year-old parish priest at St. Nicholas Church in the village of Urbendorf, 
and his friend Franz Gruber, a school teacher and organist, shared a deep love for the music of the Christmas season. Gruber and Moore often spent long hours discussing the merits of their favorite Christmas carols and had come to the conclusion that the perfect Christmas song was still waiting to be composed. Neither man had any idea that they were about to create it themselves. A few days before Christmas, Father Moore received word that the wife of a woodcutter living outside of Urbendorf had recently given birth to a son. The next morning, the priest made the long walk to the family's cabin, where he offered a blessing for the newborn child. Late that afternoon, as Moore journeyed back to Urbendorf, he paused to reflect on all that he had seen and experienced. The priest marveled at the quiet beauty of the Austrian countryside he had traveled through that day. He also rejoiced in the love and happiness inspired by the infant child he had blessed. Then, in his imagination, he envisioned the birth of another baby boy, 18 centuries earlier, on a pure and holy night, when God reached down and touched the world with his son. As Moore looked out over the deafening silence of the snow, he sensed, as never before, that the savior of the world had been born in a moment of perfect serenity and holiness. In purity and peace, Jesus entered the world, and God became man to dwell among us. When he reached home, the cold chill that filled his study could not dampen his enthusiasm. And in a burst of inspiration, Moore penned the lyrics to the only song he would ever write. It was a song that would capture the essence of the beauty and wonder that surrounded the miracle of Christ's birth. A song that began with the now immortal words, Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht, Silent Night, Holy Night. In less than four hours, Moore finished six stanzas. His first thought was to share the song with his congregation at midnight mass on Christmas Eve. But the church organ was silenced, its bellows badly damaged, and the repairman he had written two months earlier could not come to Oberndorf until after Christmas. Yet Father Moore had promised special music to his congregation, and it was a promise he intended to keep. Though our organ is broken, do not despair. Each December, we look forward to the beautiful music of Christmas Eve, and I believe that this year will be like all the rest. Music of great joy will fill our church and our hearts.
With no organ for accompaniment, Moore prayed for an alternative. And for the second time in less than a week, inspiration touched the young priest. In his excitement, he rushed from the church to Franz Gruber's house and presented his lyrics to his friend. And when he wrote these words and brought them to Gruber, as they coordinated their talents and abilities, Gruber is evidently supposed to have said that uh, this is it. Father, you have, we now have the song we've been looking for. And, and I guess uh, judging by its history since then and its acceptance, we'd have to say that's right. Moore had not only written lyrics to the perfect Christmas carol, he had also formulated an idea that would transform the broken organ into a blessing in disguise. He asked Gruber to create a musical arrangement for a Christmas Eve performance, not on keyboard, but guitar. Franz went to work immediately and composed a beautifully simple three-chord melody. I sometimes feel that the organ being out of repair was almost providential. If the organ had been used for these simple words, we probably would have lost so much. It would have been too, too profound. But the simplicity of that guitar, three little simple chords, a little simple melody, fits so perfectly the, the, uh, the tenderness and the, and the warmth of uh, Joseph Moore's original words. And so he put the melody, very simple, did it beautifully, keeping in mind that it had to be sung by the people. And he was right. He was able to put that formula together, and lo and behold, Silent Night has lived and keeps right on living. Today, all that remains of Father Moore's St. Nicholas Church are these foundation stones. In its place, a memorial chapel commemorates his collaboration with Franz Gruber and the remarkable Christmas Eve of 1818. The following spring, the repairman finally arrived in Oberndorf, fixed the organ, and took the carol with him off the mountain to his own town where it was enthusiastically embraced. And in the years that followed, Silent Night became the favorite of both peasants and kings, touching countless lives through translations into more than 120 languages as its power and popularity spread throughout the earth while celebrating the simple masterpiece of a young priest and a school teacher who by necessity and inspiration Compose the perfect Christmas carol.
There is a song in our hymnal for our closing song that hasn't been known to be a Christmas song, yet it is one of the best Christmas songs ever written. 189, All That Thrills My Soul Is Jesus. Please, let's all join in singing 189, All That Thrills My Soul. Eternal Father, we're so thankful today. We can worship you on the Sabbath day and contemplate themes of salvation, themes of your birth, your life, your death, your coming again, and of eternity. 
O Lord, bless us to this end. May each one present be there on that glad day when you do take us to heaven as you have promised. May we read the scriptures every day as we await your coming and walk our journey on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen.